I'm Bailey. And I'm Danny. And I just got one question. Are they there yet? They might be. (laughs) (laughs) Who are they? That's a good question. Hi, this is future Bailey and Danny. Yeah, future us. <laughs> future us. We're actually recording this on the tail end of recording our Arizona episode, but this is going to be attached to the Alaska episode in regards to the Alabama episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's just going to get confusing so quickly. <laughs> Did you track that? Mm-hmm. So we are speaking knowing that we have already recorded Alaska, and we've already recorded Arizona, and we've already recorded Alabama. But this is going in front of the Alaska episode that you're listening to right now. Hi. So this is in regards to Alabama and what you're about to listen to. Yes. So a correction already because <laughs> we're we're learning. Um, I have a friend and they have made note that uh, something that we were not aware of. We in the Alabama episode uh, had, had mentioned uh, the Navajo people the Navajo nation, na- excuse me, nation. And we mistakenly called them a tribe. Like the overarching people are not a tribe. They are a nation from what I have learned now. And that was an important distinction to make. And uh, we, in this Alaska episode, had not known this information either. So if we mis- misspeak on any of that, I'm not sure if we did with the different peoples we talked about in that episode, this episode that you're currently listening to or about but, to listen to <laughs> yes or about to listen to hi i mean you're listening to it now but you're about to hear what we are speaking on now yes <laughs> this is so fun and confusing this is a really long oh. intro yeah we could have done this a lot quicker moral of the story is we're learning uh we understand that we do not know everything this we are trying our best to make sure that we correct ourselves and educate ourselves because these legends and lores and, and, and creatures are rooted very deeply into native culture. And this land is simply not our land. This land is their land. And these creatures are their creatures and legends and stories to tell. And we are simply making accounts of them. And we want to do it honor and justice to these people. So, yeah. Yes. So, correction from the last episode. Navajo Nation, not Navajo Tribe. In this episode, coming um, in this episode, we refer to the Inuit peoples. Um, Inuit people is a recognized group of people composed of different tribes. We also refer to the Clinket tribe, and I believe we are referencing those correctly now. If they are incorrect in the rest of this episode, I apologize. And note that we are learning and we will try to correct it in the future enjoy the episode yep <laughs> welcome <laughs> to another episode of this of this this thing that's happening right now yep. we have done, officially done one episode one and a half episodes this, this is episode two this is the most effort i think we've ever put in, into anything together this is true other than the one Khan Academy video that we made yes god that class was a blast (laughs) (laughs) 
so sharing this podcast with me you with you also kind of means like sharing fun little tidbits about our lives so that you are like listen to this podcast both because you're interested but also because you like us we're trying to be best friends with everybody danny's been my only friend for a very long time and i need more this is true i listen i'm very lonely somebody be my friend (laughs) all of that to say we have a story for you (laughs) yes so once upon a time bailey and i don't talk on the phone very often before before this uh we usually you know every three or so months check in on each other say you know something stupid over text and then don't talk to each other for another few months just a text yeah just a text so and i'm not a big phone call person in the first place but the other night i don't I don't go many places myself. I don't enjoy going into the world at all. So the other day, you know, I want to I wanna go to the store by myself. I want to go to Target, right? So I, I, I pack myself up in my little minivan and I get on the way to Target. And I call Bailey on the way so that we can talk about podcast business, right? Yep. And on the way there, <laughs> we're joking about you know, I'm on the phone. My, my husband, he says, you know, I, why am I stuttering so much? He says, don't get kidnapped. And, you know, if anything happens, tell Bailey to call me and tell me that something happened. Well, first call the police and then call me. So I told Bailey about that. And we're joking about human trafficking. Not a thing to joke about. And we're joking. <laughs> what a fun story it would be for you to go missing while on the phone with me. Exactly. Not a fun story, but like a story story so i'm walking through target we're talking the whole time i'm in target i am checking out of target i get to the exit of the target doors and my phone miraculously dies okay but it's not like that from my end we're having a great conversation and all of a sudden the line goes dead and then i'm texting her to figure out what happened um and she's not responding and she's not answering her phone and in my the back yeah. of my head, I'm thinking her phone is probably dead. But like, what if uh, she was suddenly attacked and uh, she dropped her phone on the ground and that's why it's not working? Exactly. And see, from my end, I'm getting in the car. I'm struggling. Okay. Because I already, it's already dark outside. I'm terrified of someone walking up behind me and snatching me in the night. So I'm stuffing my keys and everything I can into my bra. So I have my hands free. I'm wearing a dress so I can be hands free so that I can get into the car quickly and get my groceries in the car quickly. And of course, doing that, I'm panicking. Stuff, keys are falling out of my bra. I'm having to scramble to the concrete to pick up my shit and get into my car. I finally get into the car with all the groceries and diapers. I lock the door and I take a breath. I'm like, okay, I have my car charger. It's fine. I plug my phone in and I start idling the parking lot, waiting for my phone to charge. Nothing, not charging, no charge at all. So I give it a good five minutes and then I'm like, I can probably make it home from here. Now, keep in mind, I moved here about six months ago. I I do not know this area, not even a little bit. And I am incredibly directionally challenged. I know how to get to work and home and that's it. So I convince myself that I know how to get home from Target and I end up completely fucking lost. All the while, my phone is not charging <laughs> She's still not answering the phone, and I am trying to figure out how in the world I'm going to get in contact with her husband, because I thought I had his number, but I do not. (laughs) And mind you, we live six hours away from each other. Yeah, so there's no way Bailey can come to my rescue, not even a little bit. Finally, about 
10 to 15 minutes into my being lost, uh, my phone finally makes it to 1%. I turn it on and I think I should call Nathan. That's my husband. I should call Nathan and tell him what happened. But then I remember Nathan is unawares. Nathan's, Nathan's feeding the baby. Nathan's a home. Bailey, on the other hand, might be seconds away from phoning the police. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it was, uh, I was considering. Yeah, so I call Bailey and everything was fine and I made it home. But what a story is it, you know? <laughs> yeah. In the back of my head, I knew she was like, not, I didn't really think she was kidnapped. I feel like I would have heard the scuffle before the line went dead. If something like she had been attacked. But I did think maybe, just maybe, she had fallen and hit her head and like cracked her phone. In which case, I hope the bystanders were helped. Bystanders were helping. There was almost no one there. So I probably would have just died on the concrete, but it's okay. Mm. Yeah. But all that to say, we're silly and so goofy and unprepared. <laughs> Prepared enough. But that's that's how we spend our our research calls our podcast calls <laughs> yeah i still don't have her husband's number so if it were to ever happen again we should we should take care of that after this after we finish recording yes, we should. <laughs> how about i say it now and then everyone has Nathan's number let's not do that bad idea <laughs> anyways if you like that fun banter thank you for listening um yeah. if you're just doing the 15 second skips over here hi hi this is where the podcast actually starts hello listen welcome. we're actually going to start the stuff now cryptid woo if you are following along with the opposite with the alphabet not opposite alphabet then you'll know that the next um in line is alaska the woo! last frontier so we are alaskan tail yep we are shimming our way over to alaska figuratively to bring you two more cryptids this time focused in alaska yes and this time we actually we talked about trying to figure out a way to where we wouldn't know each other's cryptids yes i have no idea what you're doing yeah and we are kind of there i i might have an idea because you know we do our research and we find all of the things but luckily alaska is a large scary place (laughs) with lots of creatures so that one, it's been pretty easy to not come across each other's cryptids. So I, I have not even the slightest idea what Bailey has. And yeah, that's good. Yeah. Speaking of Alaska being a terrifying place, uh, I have some fun Alaska facts for you. Did you know that there is a situation in Alaska called the Alaskan Triangle? And it's <laughs> like the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, so the shit just goes missing there for fun. Uh, so actually... Uh, the statistic, I think, was five out of every 1,000 people yep. go missing in the Alaskan Triangle. And that kind of rounds out to about 1,600 people every year. Just poof. Gone. They don't know where they went. Love that. Don't love that, but, like, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of spooky. Um, we may have some answers for that coming up. Mm. They may know where they're going. <laughs> I might know what who has them. <laughs> You've got all those people. Yeah. Do you have any other facts? I know you have some, but I don't know if you want to go ahead and read them or mm, is, put yeah. them in sporadically. There is one more important one that I think is important to start off with. So 
each of us are talking about uh, legends from two of the different tribes in Alaska, native mm-hmm. tribes. And I just want to say I'm ignorant and I'm very, very painfully white. So same. I looked it up. I really didn't know that there was more than like a handful of tribes in Alaska. I honestly kind of forgot that Alaska was a part of the United States of America. Uh, so it's separated. Yeah, it's it's like off in the dis anyway. Um, so I just want everyone to know a fun hip and cool fact that there are actually 228 federally recognized tribes in Alaska um, under the Alaska Regional Office from what I looked up. That could be wrong now. There could be more. I don't know. But as of the last known information that I have, 228. That's a fuck ton. That is, that is a lot. Yeah. That is a lot. And I believe bailey is talking about one that is the most known by probably yeah (laughs) it's the one i think i recognize but you were talking about your tribe before we started recording and i recognize the name like i can kind of see it the way it's uh like spelled and said so i think i've heard of it before but we'll get to that that. Uh, danny got to go first last week so this week i get to present to you guys first so let's just dive right in Um, So imagine this, you and a new rookie photographer working for National Geographic get the chance to fly out to Anchorage, Alaska, right? Your goal is to photograph um, some Arctic foxes in the Alaskan wilderness. So of course you jump on the opportunity to spend several days out in the snow. It's like November when this happens. As soon as you touch down outside of Anchorage, you and your team begin to collect all the things you like couldn't get before you're pretty well prepared with like gear and stuff but like you need to collect firewood mostly um so you kind of get to explore the area a little bit it's all peaceful um you and your team have a nice roasted dinner over the fire um and you begin to kind of discuss the days to come and mostly like the shots that you want to get because remember you're here um photographing arctic foxes Like with other trips you've taken, the leaders kind of begin to describe the campsite rules and the usual like no choice camping begins to come up, kind of cover your tracks, make sure you don't leave anything. But Mm -hmm. then it gets a little more intense. Uh, They start saying things like, make sure the fire is out when we sleep. We don't want anyone to know where we are. Or things like, if you hear screaming, never try to go and investigate. Uh, Yeah, there are things out there that are trying to like lure you in. Um, or finally don't open your tents in the darkness no matter what sounds are coming from outside what if i have to pee don't open your tent you just got a whole letter pee inside the tent okay pee in the tent got it Check. <laughs> now none of that is ominous at all absolutely no. not that wouldn't scare Never. me even nope and while you may or may not have believed or been lured into the leader's stories over the fire as soon as your head hits the pillow it begins the screaming now you know from previous camping trips like this one that many animal calls can sound like human screams to untrained ears but you can't think of any in this area of the country um that would make sounds like that nor do you think of any animals that could even make a sound that sounds so close to a human scream the screaming continues and gets closer and closer until it sounds like whatever is making the noise is at the campsite. 
you get up remembering what you've been told and hold the zipper of your tent down fearing what may try to get in then there's silence <laughs> in the silence you fear the rookie of your trip who's in the closest tent to yours could be unwell she may have been devoured by wolves and you would not know until morning because you hid in your tent but fearing your own safety you remain and try to sleep you're only minutes into your rest when there's another scream much louder than before frustrated at whatever is keeping you up you stare angrily around your tent you hear a soft whooshing sound it starts behind you and then moves to the left in a hurry you grab your flashlight and turn it on there moving in time with the sound you see it a handprint pressing against the canvas toying with you you yell at whatever's out what'd you say I'm good, thanks. So one of the comments was like, yeah, this is where I nope back to like New York. Yeah. You yell at whatever's outside to go away and that you have a gun, which is only partially true. Then you hear a voice. It's the rookie. She's asking you for help. Not loud. She's asking for help now. Not much louder than a whisper. She sounds like she's in pain or maybe drugged. You move into action without much thought, grabbing your gear and a uh, flare gun. Outside, there are no footprints around your tent, but there do appear to be paw prints. Too large to be a wolf, but too similar to not be a wolf. The prints circle around the tent, but only yours, before appearing to wander off. Just in the distance is a line of pine trees. That must be where they've gone. You call for your partner and hear her respond just ahead in the trees. Still no more than a whisper and still in pain. You continue to follow the <laughs> You continue to follow the prints in the trees, hoping that wherever they leave is also where your partner is gone. They just then they just stop. In the middle of the woods, the prints just stop. No trees to have climbed, no branches to duck under, nothing. They have just stopped. Frustrated and tired, you call for her one last time, but there's nothing. You begin to turn back um, and suspect the worst has happened. But there isn't much you can do now. You can't find her. You don't know what she is. And even if you did happen upon her, what are you going to do? Shoot a large dog with a flare gun? What's that going to (laughs) do? You were just beginning to turn back when you see another flashlight up ahead and a voice, or the flashlight's really behind you. You see another flashlight and a voice. Is that you? It's your partner standing just outside the tree line. What are you doing out here you ask looking for you she responds what the fuck were you thinking leaving the campsite looking for you is the answer you both sit there in silent confusion for a moment you were whispering that you needed help i followed the prince but they just led me here and stopped i thought you were dead you finally explain she thinks for a moment for narrowing her eyes these are wolf prints and they just stopped ahead you nod She quickly grabs your arm and races the two of you back to the tents. You try to ask her what it was. She barely entertains the answer. Kilu, she says under her breath. The two of you end up sharing a tent for the rest of the night. You appreciate the safety and comfort in numbers, for as soon as you're inside and zipped in, the the first howl echoes. And you swear that at the end of the howl, it begins to laugh. A dark, throaty chuckle. I did read a little bit on this one, actually. So that's yeah. exciting. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so that was a post from Reddit user The Underground Man on r slash no sleep. Um, I did not read the full thing, nor is it word for word. I kind of paraphrased. He wrote it in first, first person. He used a couple of names, but I didn't want to just take his post. I will link his post, though, um, because I partially had to shorten it for the podcast, but I also didn't want to take away from what he wrote. He is, like, a really good writer. Like, I really, like, got it while I was reading it. Um, so I would totally, like, if I were you guys, go check out, like, the rest of this post. Um, so, so, so as you may have gathered from the description or from his rookie partner saying it towards the end, I'm talking about the Inuit legend, the Kiwoot. Um, I believe that is how it is said. Um, I only ever saw like one pronunciation um, form or guide for it. And I believe it's Kiwoot or Kiwoot. That's a double O, Kiwoot. Um, they're also sometimes known as Kikern, which with a bunch of Qs. Uh, um, good. Yeah, um, I want to say it is one of the Canadian branches of the Inuit people that use that word instead which I want to talk just for a second about the Inuit tribe it's very vast um, their land or their people kind of spread from Russia to Greenland to the United States and into Canada with the majority of them living in Greenland um, the lowest population um, they actually exist in Denmark a bit too um, so the lowest populations are in Denmark and actually in the United States, like specifically in Alaska. Um, they make up quite a bit of the like northern native populations in uh, Canada and the United States. Like I think about 3% of all of indigenous people in Canada are like Inuit. Um, and that, oh wow. So that's kind of where we're coming from there. They have always kind of existed in the north, in the snow. Um, while I'm sure other tribes use it, um, a lot of the depictions you see have those like white bone glasses, basically, the snow glasses that have very mm -hmm. thin slits. They're for like sun protection and stuff. Um, that's kind of the depiction you'll see. Neat. So let's go back to the keylet. I'm gonna, I'm thinking I'm gonna mess that up every time I say it. So I'm so sorry. Um, dog. <laughs> um, so that is a black hairless dog. Well, mostly hairless. Um, in most descriptions or depictions, they have fur around their paws. And some will also say that there is fur um, around their ears and their mouth. But that's kind of iffy. It goes back and forth, but for sure there's hair around the paws. Think. Joe Dirt. <laughs> uh, Joe Dirt is a foster my parents had for a bit who was a Chinese crested um, puppy. And they're mostly hairless with fur around the paws. Oh no, now the only thing I'm going to be able to think of is a Chinese crested puppy. That's not <laughs> at all thing when you think of this thing, I don't think. <laughs> uh, no, it's quite, it's quite terrifying. Um, it is supposedly a spirit, um, I believe, of death. Um, kind of an ominous thing, much like the Grim, uh, depicted in English mythos, like a big black dog in English mytholo mythology um, or legend. Um, this one is just hairless. Cute. Yep. Um, so it is said to be mostly active in the winter. Um, that's when the snow is going to be the highest. Um, and they want the snow because the hair on its paws is there to 
kind of wash away its prints. That's kind of what the hair is there for. So that they that don't work? leave. I don't know their spirit. Um, that's not my job to figure out. That's their job. <laughs> so yeah, um, it supposed, supposedly washes its like prints away so no one can tell they're being tracked. If a trail of paw prints suddenly disappears, then it is believed that a cue is nearby. Um, it is said to not necessarily be violent um, as it doesn't attack its victims. Instead, the sight um, is believed to cause disorientation or memory loss, confusing travelers and trapping them to the elements. So once the victims um, have caught or succumbed to hypothermia and death, does the spirit feed? Um, some believe that loud noises um, could detract it and is particularly fearful of its own name. Um, but as the Redditor describes, um, the loud noises may not always be the case interesting if it's i get that's interesting because if it's afraid of its own name i know then, right well and especially in that reddit story then why if she knew what it, i guess she didn't know what it was until it was gone yeah so because i was like then why didn't she just scream out its name and then it would have been gone and everything was fine but no she, she was know. trying to figure out where her partner went <laughs> she was like who's this crazy man out in the woods in the middle of the night when everyone told him not to do that <laughs> i know yeah, so I think that wasn't a ton. Um, but because it's so based in legend, that's kind of all you can kind of get from them is like, this is what it is. This is what it supposedly does. So that's why I tried to bring in that um, Reddit story to really take you there. Yeah, oh, that's so fun. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's one or if it's a pack. That's them. <laughs> them, I love them. You seen that Markiplier like meme? I love her, him, them. I love them. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I like how um, you have a dog theme going on here. That's yeah. Fun. <laughs> Look, I was gonna do the Adlet, which is another werewolf. Yes, that is another werewolf. Yeah. Which maybe if we come back to these and redo some of our episodes, maybe I'll go back and get to do the Adlet. Yeah. I have well, and I have uh, a second contender. Um, I actually can't remember what it's called. It starts with a Q. Um, oh, but my yeah. second place was essentially another child snatcher. I chose not to do it because its whole thing was essentially it was like a water creature and all green and scaly, and its whole thing was taking little children and putting it in its little pouch and swimming under the water with them. Um, but that whole tale was kind of used to scare children from going out at night, just like. exactly so i didn't want to do another one of those so instead i went with a were otter (laughs) so instead i decided to go with a were otter essentially more or less so the name translates roughly i think roughly i have seen it translated this way several times land otter man Mm. okay so the name is Kushtaka, what? Is Kushtaka, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, Kushtaka. Um, and essentially, it is a were otter, an otter who turns into a man and a man who turns into an otter. It's a shape shifting otter. Okay. Love that. The very basic form of it, <laughs> very basic. So, this is a legend of the Tinket people, um, which is a tribe 
in the southeast area. I have I have a note on this. It's very important I, to me that I get this right. Living on the islands and coastal lands of southern Alaska from Yucatan Bay to Cape Fox. Okay. See, the Inuit live in the northern part of Alaska. So they're on, on I believe, opposite sides of situations here. So we're completely different from each other here. That's, wow, look at us go. And Alaska's huge. Yeah, Alaska's very big. <laughs> That's why people keep going missing there. Yeah. So I think it's important to tell a little bit about this tribe before diving into the cryptid because it kind of understanding at least part of what they've got going on is important to understand why this cryptid would be scary to them or why it would have come about in the first place. So essentially they, my brain just broke waiting, rebooting, rebooting, rebooting. Okay. Got it. So I'm so, not going to run my microphone too. So we're a hot mess right there. Oh, good. <laughs> so one fact that I found very interesting about the Clinket people is that their clan system is matrilineal. So it's decided upon like the mother's line. It's a matriarchy, essentially, not an archy, but it's that. So I think that's really cool. Because we love I love a matriarch. We love a matriarch. <laughs> and um, it is said that early 21st century population estimates indicate some. 22,000 individuals of the Clinket descent still hanging around. So that's cool. They're still hanging out. These people still exist. So awesome. So like 16,000 Inuit live in Alaska and they have the smallest population. Yeah. There's a lot of, of natives and that's, I think that's super awesome. And the government is bad. Anyway, moving on, not political. <laughs> um, so one very important part of the Clinket situation is that they, uh, at least in the past, I'm not sure if it's the same now, um, there has been a lot of centering on the idea of reincarnation. So they believe to reincarnate and eventually reach the afterlife that you must be a human. That is very important for this cryptid, okay? You must be a human to reincarnate and reincarnation is very sacred and important, okay? Mm -hmm. So let's get into the Kustika a little bit. Otters, right? Really cute. No, you're wrong. Otters are bad now. <laughs> so, They're kind of terrifying so anyway. They're aggressive. Okay, you're wrong. <laughs> oh, I don't mean they're physically terrifying, but they are aggressive. Okay, yes, they, they can be a little bit mean, but they're very cute. <laughs> <laughs> Some otters actually shapeshift, and they look like men sometimes, and sometimes <laughs> otters. Okay? So, one of the main first, like, questions would be, good or bad? Are these things good or bad, right? So there's two sides to this. There's one, like, lesser agreed with side that says that they're good, Okay. And this side kind of says that they'll find you when you're injured and they'll turn you into a kushtaka to save you, okay? But then you can't reincarnate. Yeah, that's the thing. So it's they're the saying like part. they can save you. Exactly. But it's still bad <laughs> regardless. I'm inferencing here. I got this. I'm reading between the lines. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they also say that they might do this to allow you to survive the cold because um, in 
Alaska and in that part of Alaska, we're not talking sea otter here. We're not talking big ass sea otters with the big fins in the ends. No, we're talking river otters, which are debatably much cuter than sea otters. My cat just fully zipped past my face. I'm more worried about the other one behind you whose eyes are flashing at the camera. Oh, hi, Barza. (laughs) (laughs) My cats are Oni and Doja. We love them. Anyway, otters. So, yeah, so that's the good side. That's what people say that, like, they might be good. That is not the general consensus. The general consensus are that these guys are bad news, all right? So, the general lore is that they either lure you in by crying or screaming like a human baby or a human woman. As most creatures do in Alaska. Yes, as most do. Never go toward the screams. Anyway, so they, they do that. And, you know, you go looking for them. And either, there are two options here. Either they turn you into a kushtaka and you are not allowed to reincarnate after that point. So that sucks. But you get to be an otter. Or, or they rip you to pieces. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> Neither option sounds pleasant. But okay? you get to be an otter. You could be an otter, but you do not get to reincarnate. <laughs> Life is so, long anyway. Yeah, you know, honestly. Not not to go against this tribe. Like, I'm sure this is something that's really important to you. But as a white woman who's not religious, life is really long. Life is so long. And otter life sounds pleasant as hell. (laughs) So, yeah. Okay. So let me tell you a little bit about how this guy looks. Because I'm sure you're thinking, like, you know, cute little, either otter or man. Nothing I've seen a photo. Yeah. (laughs) So... There's one very popular photo that has to be put on the Instagram because this motherfucker looks goofy as all get out. (laughs) So this picture in particular depicts a very large man-like figure, but imagine man-like figure, long neck otter head. Okay. Mm. That's the image. He's still kind of terrifying. He's still a little spooky, I would say. I'm looking at these photos. I don't you don't want to come across him? No, I think I'm okay. I'd okay. rather run into a hairless dog. I'm going to say that. Yeah, I, I could agree. So, and if you're It not might not this, be a killer. It might be a wolf with mange. This is true. It could definitely <laughs> be that. <laughs> Just like the wolf woman. Just like the wolf woman. Exactly. I want to exit out of this photo now. I'm tired of looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> the big buff otter man. <laughs> but yeah, so if you're not getting the scale of this guy... Um, legend says he's anywhere between six to eight feet tall. Mm-hmm. The general consensus is about seven feet. Um, 500 pounds. Okay. Um, and covered in a longer than typical otter fur that's brown or black. Okay. Okay. Uh, so that's that guy. And he has like a manly buff ass body and an otter head. Some legends will say that it's actually otter body man head. No. Which sounds even goofier to me. <laughs> so I kind of prefer that image. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's the image we're getting here. Some sources I read called it Alaska's other Bigfoot, which is also super goofy to no, me. No, that's the Alaskan hairy man. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of big feet in Alaska. Yes. 
several large feet. Um, some like to say, oh no, where am I in my notes? I have one note that is covered in words and I simply do not know where I'm looking on this thing. Um, yeah, so, oh, the shape-shifting part of it. So a lot of um, other cultures see this kind of thing. So the shape-shifting portion is, you know, man or otter, but also some say that not only can they sound like other people, women and babies, but they can also shape-shift into whomever they damn well please. No. Yeah. So they can come to you. So imagine Bailey is out in the middle of uh, Southeast Alaska and just wandering through the woods at night alone because they like to get people who are alone. Uh, Bailey's wandering through the woods at night alone. Yeah. Yeah, why? I have no damn clue. Why? The Keelute's like uh, single travelers too. So why in the world are you traveling on your own? That's the thing. I actually, I have a comment about that from there. There are several shows that I watched, including this cryptid. But first, imagine Bailey walking through southern Alaska alone, and suddenly Danny comes a-walking up, saying, Hey, Bailey, I know you're chilly cold out here, out in the middle of southeast Alaska. Uh, come hang out with me in the river. Mm, no. Yeah. It's too cold to go in the river. Too cold to go swimming, you think? I'm too smart for that. <laughs> yeah, so... and then Danny, you can, you're yeah. supposed to be in Louisiana. Why are you here in Alaska? that's true what am i doing in alaska i am an otter man so yeah spooky spooky terrifying so yeah why why are alaskans so afraid of this as i have mentioned it will steal your soul and you can no longer reincarnate and you will turn into a kushtaka as well so as i mentioned there are many things that talk about this cryptid uh two of which were shows from way back one, Alaska Monsters in mm-hmm. 2014 was when that episode of um, of the Kushtaka aired. And then Missing in Alaska, um, season one, episode 10, 2015. Okay. I only got to watch clips of the Alaska Monsters because they don't have a lot going on for them. <laughs> but I watched the full episode of Missing in Alaska and it was such a fucking trip, my dude. And so uh, one of the comments I found on it, so it's just three guys going through different missing cases in Alaska, right? And one of the comments on the YouTube video I watched of it said, it's funny how they're looking for a cryptid who searches for single travelers, but yet traveling in a pack of three and talking loud as fuck in the woods. (laughs) (laughs) Not gonna work. You have to go by yourself. Yeah, no, they were not luring this cryptid properly. All right. So I got a lot of my information because, okay, it was, it, it's a silly little show, but I, it had a lot of credible information in it. So that's good. I got a lot of my information from that and several other sources. Um, but yes, you see, you see this like shape-shifting situation in several other cultures. One of which I feel like we'll mention every episode now. Uh, flesh pedestrians. Ugh. Look at that. They're back. <laughs> so a lot, of, a lot of theories say that this is kind of just Alaska's version of a flesh pedestrian, you know? Yeah. Which it kind of more or less is. It has the same vibe, you know? Switches into people you know, gets you when you're alone, screams like a woman in the woods, yada, yada, yada. All of that. So I have a famous instance of this cryptid being seen. 
and it's a it's a whole trip okay so in seven okay so go way back time machine way back 1750 there was a village that was uh, of about 500 people that got wiped out by a landslide, right? Yes. Okay. So that was on uh, Thomas Bay. That I could be saying that completely wrong. It could not be Thomas, but it sure as hell looks like Thomas. So I'm saying Thomas. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so Thomas Bay. Um, so that wiped out a village of about 500 people. And people went there a lot to kind of like research the area and all that. So in 1900, a man named Harry Culp, he was a gold prospector, and he went searching for a vein of gold in that part of Alaska, okay? Mm-hmm. So he goes, and he uh, goes one morning, to, he, took, he takes his, his gun out, and he goes to shoot some geese, okay? He goes, he finds these geese, he shoots, I think, two geese, and they fall some, some ways away. He goes to go find the geese and the geese fell near a ledge of quartz. And he was like, whoa, this shit's awesome. I'm sure that there's probably some gold somewhere around here as well, like in the, in the area of the quartz, okay? So he, he goes a-looking for the geese and in the quartz and he turns his silly little back at some point only to see a group of large, brown, hairy ottermen. <laughs> A group. Spooky as hell. So I actually have a clip, uh, a little like excerpt from his journal from that day. And I think it, it really gives the image that we need to paint of these guys. So he wrote, Right there, fellows, I got the scare of my life. I hope to God I never see or go through the likes of it again. Swarming up the ridge toward me from the lake were the most hideous creatures. I couldn't call them anything but devils, as they were neither men nor monkeys, yet looked like both. They were entirely sexless, their bodies covered with long, coarse hair, except where scabs and running sores had replaced it. Each one seemed to be reaching out for me and striving to be the first to get me. The air was full of their cries, and the stench from their sores and bodies made me faint. So, let that sink in. (laughs) These guys don't sound very pleasant at all. No! Yeah, so, and and to end the Is story... Is a cryptid ever pleasant? I guess not. I mean, yeah, no. <laughs> I can't think, I was trying to think of one. Mothman sounds like a bro, okay? He attacks you. Okay, but he's like a bro, though. <laughs> he's a cool dude. Leave me and my, my Mothman be, okay? So... Homie, homie sees these scary, scary men, and yes, they are reaching out to get him. He runs, obviously, in that situation. What would you do other than run far, far away? He runs. They are catching up to him. They scratch at his back. He said that he has no idea how he ended up getting to the ledge of the quartz and how he got off that ledge and into his canoe. But he laid down in his canoe for what felt like hours, floating on the river, and then eventually ended up somewhere and was like, I, I never want to go to Thomas Bay ever again. Get me out of this fucking place. <laughs> Which, agreed, I would probably feel the same way. So he got away from them, and that was the most well-documented case of a sighting of these guys. So you might be thinking, okay, well, when I'm in southeast Alaska, and I'm worried about getting got by these ottermen, 
how in the hell am I going to keep myself safe? Exactly. There are a few ways. Number one, there, well, okay, number one, two, and three. <laughs> okay. There are metals that are said to keep you safe from them because they see them as weapons. Iron, steel, and some sources say copper. Okay. Okay. Iron, steel, and copper. Only one source, so I'm not sure how credible this is, says that you can ward them off with urine. So just mark the fucking territory? Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) I personally would not test that one when the last one is the easiest. Dogs. They're afraid of dogs. Take a dog with you. Uh, Yeah. So I have actually one. I feel like um, the Kustika and the Kilut would not be friends. No. Not even That's where they live on opposite sides. Yeah, you know what? That's that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, there are some theories as to why this came about. Um, one one main theory is obviously uh, hunters had hunted otters for a little bit there. I did read that uh, the Clinket people were very very respectful of the land, as is the case with most native tribes. Mm-hmm. Um, they like live off the land, very respectful of the land. So I don't know how true this source is to say that they kind of overhunted otters. That's not really something you see in native tribes. Overhunting isn't really typical, no. um, but that is something that I read. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily know if that's the case. Um, so they said like you know the otters are kind of vengeful toward that overhunting so that's part of maybe why that came about um and then also just uh these these kind of lores come about with the regional situations so like there's a there's a japanese legend that's very similar of um a seal woman seal man okay that shapeshifts from seal to man so it's kind of just like what's around can shapeshift they have lots of otters so otters is the one yeah but i do like to think that there are manly manly otters running around in alaska are they in there are they otters (laughs) sorry you said that and that's what i thought was very manly muppet um (laughs) amazing oh but yeah that is the kushika otherwise known as the land otter man nice i think that's what's really intriguing about a lot of these especially they we said in some of the last episode the ones that are like these cryptids that are rooted in like native legends and native culture feel real because there's such a widespread like i like legend shapeshifters who shaped a into people and call your name in Alaska, but they also exist down in the lower 48. Like, yeah, exactly. With the Navajo people. Like, something's out in the woods. Listen, it cannot, it cannot just be everyone is just like, yeah, that's a thing because it does it because they want to spook people. No, it's real. Something's real. Something's real. Gotta, it's gotta come from somewhere. It's the same. Like, there's so many iterations of like dragons. Everyone has a dragon in their legend somewhere. This is true. And it might be just be dinosaur bones that they found, but like, and they made something from the dinosaur bones. But it has to come from somewhere. But it has to come from somewhere. Yeah. 
a lot of these legends are developing at the same time in completely like separate areas. Exactly. So, I mean, there's got to be some kind of truth to something. Yeah. Because they, there's no way for them to have communicated to each other, hey, this is the legend of this week, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a podcast like ours. Yeah, exactly. Just so you guys know, this week's rotation is the shape-shifting otter, so make yeah. it your own. <laughs> <laughs> you have seals nearby? Okay, so you're going to do seals. Um, we have a lot of wolves in our area, so we'll do wolfman. Yeah, uh, and you guys, you guys got foxes? All right, good. The kitsune. Yeah, exactly. They're not really shapeshifters, but like it's kind of a similar idea. It's a vibe. It's a similar vibe. Yeah. So, I'm just saying there there's some there's some backing to these things. That seems it seems a little sketch. Yes. Uh, next week we go to Arizona, which have a lot of native people too. That's so exciting. Yep. So more of those. Um, I no, that's New Mexico. Never mind. I was gonna say I do have a second, a third hand um, experience with some potential flush pedestrians, but we'll get to that when we get to New Mexico. Huh? Yeah. Use the fuck out of me. Yeah, I might tell you after the recording session, but yeah, you know, it's third hand, so. I heard from somebody who heard it from somebody. Ugh. I don't think I don't think I even have anything that close to like I don't know. I I'm paranoid, so I hear a lot of things in the woods at night. I'm I'm a woodsy gal. Mm. So I, I enjoy a good camping trip, a good hike. I so don't. I, I'd be surprised if I hadn't come across because I'm I'm very much a, you know, if what doesn't bother me, I'm not gonna pay attention to it. So honestly, if I heard screaming in the woods, I'd be like, well, that's interesting. Moving on. So I probably wouldn't be gotten by anyone anyway. Well, judging by the amount of people screaming at the last apartment complex we both lived at and how much I ignored it, I think I think we're fine. That's true. My neighbors most certainly were screaming every every Tuesday for some reason. It was very odd. I so. swear I heard somebody in that parking lot yell, help me, and I did nothing. Oh, absolutely. I definitely heard, like, a situation next door of, like, screaming. People were angry at each other. And I said, that's not my problem. We're terrible people. Yeah. <laughs> By, listen. Don't listen? do as we do do as we say. And if you think there's something happening, call somebody. Please. Do not be a bystander. Okay. I'd like to think that if something was bad enough, I would call someone. Well, here I was thinking you could have been kidnapped and I nothing sat and waited. <laughs> sat and waited. She'll call me back eventually. What would you have done if I hadn't? Um, I don't know. Gone to like 30 minutes. I would have messaged Nathan on Instagram. <laughs> said, hey, will you check on your wife for me? No panic, but I would pull pull to my mom and send him an Instagram message. <laughs> That was terrifying. One time Bailey went missing, except for Bailey wasn't missing. Bailey was just at work late. I was just at work. And I got a message from, uh, I think, both of her parents, or maybe just her mom, um, saying, have you seen Bailey recently? Keep in mind, um, I I hadn't talked hadn't. to Bailey in three months. Like, how I told you guys that we do. Hadn't talked to Bailey in, like, three months. We went to different schools at the time. We ended up going to the, the same college eventually, but 
at the time we were at different colleges hadn't talked to bailey in three months so i'm texting bailey hey bailey your parents just asked me if i know where you are i don't know where you are are you okay <laughs> meanwhile my phone is just in my apron on a table while i'm sweeping the floors because i was working as a server at the time yep so and i told them i would be late but apparently they didn't realize how late so yeah so maybe if you're a bystander maybe don't freak out too soon (laughs) (laughs) maybe give it a pause unless it's an imminent situation i will also say that we we both lived at this apartment complex like at the same time this is what like i'm saying this for um we also lived there at the same time with a bunch of other college students who were just loud so i don't think there was ever a real issue yeah, I'd like to think that nothing nefarious or scary was actually happening there. So, I think they were just yelling to yell. A That's lot called- of a lot of betas lived there. Yeah. How fun for us! Now we're <laughs> adults. I have an infant. That's weird. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So that was a fun little end to our little <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Started with a story. End with a story. That's true. I, I don't know if you'll ever eventually, eventually we'll get comfortable and you guys will never get us to shut up. So we're, people are going to like enjoy the parts where we talk about the stories and then be like, can you guys stop talking about your lives, please? So. We'll give you a spoiler if we think we'll talk for a while beforehand, before the episode starts. If you're still listening, this is your fault. We, we're done with talking about Alaska. Yeah, we're. this is over. This is just like the after hour section. So it's your own bad for keeping keeping this on so. yeah so but i think we'll wrap it up now so we won't like we won't bleed your ears for too much longer this is true that was a fun little game fun little fun little situation we had there it was interesting fun little cryptids i enjoyed that we didn't know each other's cryptid yeah i i like i knew your list but and I when I was doing some research online I did come across yours. But, yeah. So I knew about the Ottoman. But I really didn't do that much research on them. I just like knew kind of what they were. Yeah. Yeah. So um don't go alone in the Alaskan wilderness. Don't go anywhere alone, but specifically in the tundra of Alaska. What what the fuck are you doing alone in Alaska? Anyway, don't. Don't be alone. Just don't do that. So that's our advice. (laughs) The advice column is over. Don't. Just don't. Just don't do it. But that's been our podcast. I've been Bailey. I've been Danny. (laughs) Every time I've been Danny. It won't change. (laughs) But we thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye. (laughs)